This is Miss Sony Lanza, and you are listening to The Movement Bottega. Today, my first guest ever on the podcast is my dear friend and colleague, Laura Hausler. She is the founder and owner of Pilates and Scoliosis. She completed her Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology through Concordia University in Chicago, received her Pilates certification through Balanced Body and the Pilates Method Alliance, and is a smart spine wellness system educator. I have known Laura for several years now, and she is way ahead of her time with her approach to movement and working with the body. She's incredibly intuitive, compassionate, and I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. Let's go back to the beginning before you started your career with movement and all of your scoliosis work that you do, because you started off as an artist. Can you? It's true. Yes. Tell me about that chapter. Yeah. So, okay. Um, me in school had a, it's almost like when I look back now, cause I love, I love learning new things. I like changing it around a lot. So when I look back at me as a young person going to school and trying to figure out, Oh, what am I going to do? Um, it makes sense that I hop, I hopped around a lot. Like I, I transferred schools, like doing paperwork was my job. Um, <laughs> and most of it was because I was wanting to learn specific things, but I didn't quite have a hold of what I was looking for. You know, that just feeling of as an artist, you know, yeah. you're looking for that inspiration, but I didn't know that's exactly what it was called. Right. Like I was right. kind of thinking, what is this thing I'm hunting for? So I knew I wanted to study art. Um, I tried a couple different places. I'm from Tennessee. So as you can imagine, that was a little difficult unless you lived in a metropolitan area, which is pretty much uh, Nashville or Memphis. And right. I didn't live in either of those areas. So I started out in Johnson City. That was my hometown. Studied art there, um, mostly contemporary and theory, um, like, um, modern painting. I knew I wanted to paint somehow instinctively. I was like, I love texture. I love color. I want to touch the paint. Um, I preferred oil paint over acrylic. Like I had these opinions kind of. Yeah. Um, but where I struggled was to meet, um, like what we would call in the movement world, a mentor, like someone that could just see through what you're digging for and kind of point and say, oh, this is like your thing. This is you, you know? So it took me a while to find that. Um, I bounced around from Johnson City, which was my hometown, and Nashville and um, Chattanooga. Yeah. And was in Chattanooga the longest. And so there I met an artist named Mia Bergeron, who happened to be um, returning from, she had um, been painting in New York, and she also studied in Florence, Italy um, at an atelier. Um, oh, so, there you go. Hello. <laughs> this was the word I was looking for forever. So <laughs> classical training turned out to be the thing that I needed. And it's, of course, not offered in universities. So, oh. um, yeah, I, I realized it made sense. Right. But there was and it was funny because um, so I believe that anyone can learn to draw. I really think it's a brain skill, a lot like movement. I think yeah. people can learn things. So, um, I made my learning journey very specific to me and it was a little, you know, so I ended up falling in love with drawing, um, ended up falling in love with painting and thanks to Mia and several other artists who were, 
um, really patient and sweet with me and let me into their studios to say like, look, this is a lifestyle. It's not something you study. Like, right. It's something you study, but you have to take embody it looking for. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And, and so that was when I learned like, maybe school for me personally less important than renting a studio and having equipment and learning to be alone for nine hours a day you know yeah uh, to be with the frustration of creating and eventually I dropped out of school uh for the final time and I moved to Florence and I lived there for a year and I got oh, so <laughs> jealous that is the dream that is the dream right there to like paint and draw in Florence Italy yeah it was awesome I, I mean, so the school was like, um, it's very well known now. It was well known then, but it was um, like a small following of artists who decided they wanted to be involved with drawing from life. So only from observation. Right. Um, and there, that was, you know, that, that tradition survived kind of a, a very modern upturn that where honestly people were kind of like you're not a real human if you just want to draw from life like that's sort of you need to go deeper you need to find the concepts where are the concepts so if you were just looking to make something um like the thing copying you know right that was seen as not so cool so this particular school survived that like modern movement and is actually doing something so really cool now is modern like contemporary realism where people are merging both. So very very modern and layering and, um, gosh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? In my opinion, it's so sexy. It's it's like when I go to the gallery and I see art like that, I just am like, oh, I feel at home. Like I just feel normal, you know? Yeah. You know, it's oh, funny. That, well, it was funny because like yeah. when you were saying that immediately what popped into my head was um, Eve Gentry has this quote about um, Pilates, about how choreography or the Pilates is not about just an exercise. It's not about just the choreography. It's the concept. It's mm-hmm. the thought and the mindfulness that goes deep, you know, into mm-hmm. that movement. Like what is your why and tapping in deep that way so there's definitely Mm -hmm. that parallels with it sounds like with um your your mentors with the art totally yes absolutely it was I forget um oh I was doing some research on nutrition for dance uh, for some other things I'm studying and um and I'm not a dancer (laughs) that's misleading (laughs) it is it is it's gonna get us Oh, man. Yeah, so, so that made me excited. From being in art, how long were you there again for a year? So I was only in Italy for, I call it like the saga of my studies because technically I went to school forever. I'm 33 and I graduated high school in 05. And I was in and out of school working part time and then going to inexpensive universities, you know, like yeah. the pay as you go or whatever. Um, I did that through 2011. Oh, wow. So, and then in 2011, I went to, and so I, I like some people are those people that are like, I want the end of the line now. Like I want the four years and I'm done. And I was thinking, well, what's good? At, what good is that if I finish and I don't know how to make the art I want to make? That's, I feel like I've wasted my money. So I kept like hitting the pause button and then I would work in a bakery or 
uh, I did retail and loved it. Like I loved working with people. In retail. Yeah. Um, um, hiring clothes and stuff like that. Um, yes. And so then I eventually was just like, I was scared to death, but yeah, forget it. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going. And that, that was actually my second trip. I had been to Italy before. And that was the only reason I was brave enough to go, I think, because I was like, meh, if I did it before, I could probably do it again. That's so early, <laughs> you know? You just had your eat, pray, love moment, but with art. <laughs> I think so. I actually do love that movie. <laughs> so so where, where did you make that transition from art to, to movement? movement? Yeah. Sure. Did that have to do with like your scoliosis? Is that how you found Pilates or like how did that all <laughs> interlace? So I, my, the other reason I think I really struggled with, what am I going to do? Like, I really wanted to be a woman who did something with my life. Right. Yeah. But I, in high school, I was obsessed with sports. So I played volleyball and, um, same. I trained. Yes. yes. <laughs> same girl. <laughs> and then I coached for a year. So I love, I found out that I, I love the game so much. I loved all the technical aspects of the game. And then I loved, um, coaching. So not looking back, I'm like, yeah, I mean, letting go of that was so hard. Letting go of that movement was so hard. Yeah. Um, so yes, when I got back, sorry, springing forward, when I got back from Italy in 20, let's see, it would have been 2012. Um, my, I had back pain from the scoliosis, just standing nine hours a day, right? You get these little right. breaks, but you spend them like sprinting to the cafe and back and then yeah. you get no rest. So really you just like, I mean, think about how the hip flexors were doing for a second. Um, <laughs> they were not good in my feet, yeah. right? At least I was wearing Birkenstocks, which are good, okay for me. But um, yeah, so I got back and honestly, I just feel like the, the whatever powers it be, let me find Pilates because I Googled um, like PT probably was what I was Googling. And I found Sydney Craig, who's in Chattanooga. And she was, I mean, there are a couple studios now, but she was the game in town. You know, like she was um, already had a really advanced practice and um, she was already working um, with Marie-Jose Bloom. Um, she would go to Asheville, North Carolina. She was uh, friends with Jennifer Gianni. Um, and then she had, by the time, um, I had worked, but eventually I worked there, but, um, she also studied Katie Bowman's work, um, functional stuff. So Sydney has, um, mild scoliosis and she had written some stuff about it. So when I Googled the things I was looking for while I was living in Chattanooga, right after being in Florence and just realizing, you know, my body has had it. I have really put my body through this. And I was wondering, like, am I going to go back to Florence? Because I wanted to continue. There's, it's a very long program. So I was thinking, I'll just go back. And I want to teach. I want to be one of their instructors. Right. So I've always had this idea of teaching. Who you were supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to teach. It's teaching art. Yes. Be around so, people. Um, <laughs> yes. People check. So, um, yeah. I did, Sydney, to honestly, like, it was one of those moments where you feel – I've initially felt the smart spine work and core connections was where she started me like uh the very intentional connections in the body was the starting point um and teaching me how to sense where my spine was in my body um and I just could not get enough 
Um, she also used the smart spines on my spine and just like, for me personally, it was immediate results. So um, that was incredible. And I just thought, I, whatever it is, I've been prioritizing can surely wait because I'm, I feel healthy. And then I felt this connection of not just your mind, but also the body, right? right. You can use your mind for your art, whatever your craft is. But then when you're also using your body, you feel this next level of connectivity kind of thing. So That's the flow state. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's pretty awesome. And the, you know, it's the equipment, of course, when you walk into a studio and you just think, what is this? I will treasure that memory as probably you have those two, you know, you're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's um, like getting your feet in the straps for the first time and you're like, where am I going? <laughs> yeah, yes. What is this? I know. Happen uh, into those former movement things, but so like at the school when Sydney was very intentional about pointing out certain muscles to me and um, teaching me how to breathe, but I had sculpted skeletons in clay. On, I mean, excuse me, muscles in clay on uh, they call it ecrochet. Yeah, at, at, the, at these schools, and then you learn to you're drawing the figure, so the nude figure for at least six hours. So, so, so you already had the concept of the design. When, for when lack she, of a better term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when, when she was like, you know, this part of your body needs to be doing this and this and this and that. And she did have mirrors in her studio. So that, that was helpful too. I was so hooked immediately. So I um, asked her, I, I can't remember the exact way the conversation went, but it was very much like, a, um, I think I basically said like, I will, wa I, I will wash towels and scrub floors if I could work here, please. Also, what was cool about that was, um, and it like, uh, different studios have different ideas of how that kind of training can happen. But what basically we agreed on, uh, which I was just a glorified like desk person, which meant I could observe was really what that meant. It really meant that I had a great seat in the studio to watch people work on bodies, yeah. um, different types of bodies. Um, and that also meant I was clear to kind of know like um, certain things, I guess, about different people and their appointment and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was fun. So I did that. Um, I can't remember the time frame on that. It wasn't super strict, but it was just kind of like I could do that. And then also that was very quick. I mean, I don't need them less than a month, but I was like, I would like to go to a training. Where can I go to one? Right. And that's when she was like, Oh yeah, I have this friend in Asheville, North Carolina, not far away. And that Asheville is actually closer to my hometown than Chattanooga. So I was so excited because it was like, all this time this had been in my backyard which felt too good to be true you know it was 45 minutes from my family my family's home so it's kismet yeah yes i was so crazy um and then i um yeah so i went through uh the modules in, in Asheville, just drove back and forth and worked in her studio yeah and so and you started your smart spine with sydney did you yes. get the certification from her too then because i know you teach with the smart yeah. spine apparatuses now yeah they're um a great tool and so sydney was an educator when i met her um not there weren't a whole lot of educators at that point and um it was definitely something because i love it so much and it worked so well for me that it was on my bucket list um so that was let's say 2013 2014 that i was um teaching and working with her. And then um, 
met Marie Jose in Asheville at her scoliosis training. And um, so actually did a couple of workshops through fusion related to smart spine, but in order, you know, years down the line. So this was just actually last year that I was able to do in Texas with Kathy uh, Baldessarini, who is, um, she is also an educator for smart spine. So she did my training because um, MJ is actually out of the country. So, wow. Um, I just, I was like, this is just something I really want to make sure I'm able to pass on to people. Yeah. So, um, it was important to me and, um, yeah, it, it, to be able to, you know, hook it to the long springs and have it be warm and have it behind someone to teach them how to breathe. Um, you know, sure. We all know how to breathe, but, um, you definitely, anything to do that can add to our proprioception. I'm like, whoop, whoop, let's do it. Right. You know, and you so know. for, for people who are listening, who don't know what the smart spine is, like what is like a very short synopsis on what you would say it is? Sure. Yes. So finding a short synopsis, I would say go to uh, smartspine.com for sure, because she has so beautifully, I feel like um, Marie Jose, uh, she, she writes so beautifully. So her description is something you should definitely look up. Um, but I would also say, very simply, um, they're strategically weighted different pieces. So um, there is a piece called the globe. There is a long piece called a smart spine. They have like a rice texture consistency inside of them. They right. don't have rice in them. Um, it has some other ingredient. Um, you can get them with or without lavender. The smart spine is used to almost apply kind of an it's not acupressure, but the same kind of idea. Our, our bodies respond to a certain amount of weight. Right. So when this, when each piece is sit on the body, um, sitting on the body or underneath the body or beside the body, um, it's so interesting to see what the body does, like how we relate to objects, right? So, yeah. and a certain amount of weight. Um, so specifically, she's been able to kind of tap into what I think is almost like a secret sauce for the spine because we could still, there's still science needed to kind of keep digging there. Um, but, uh, for me, th releasing the thoracolumbar fascia has in, yeah. in a, in a back and forth way, right? Like we don't want to overdo it, but, um, it would change the way sessions would feel for me to do, uh, to have, if someone was working with me and they used a smart spine, uh, with, so it's heated, right? And right. then they apply this little bit of pressure across in three different areas down the back. Um, and there's like a little protocols, right? So as I'm saying this, I'm like, I, I want to give you the protocol so bad, but there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, there's well, that will be another podcast okay. discussion. But you know, it's it's funny because like when you um when you because you came and did a workshop at Ara. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you showed us some of the smart spine stuff, although we weren't able to heat it up as much as we liked because our, our microwave was way too small, but you know, <laughs> we okay. do what we can. <laughs> yes. We, I really but, think anything can work, right? Right. We can, we can make it work. Yeah. But it's like, what was really great about that was, um, how, when you put it on the body, it's like the body's natural intelligence just moved where it needed to go. It's like the tissue responded without even you having to really say much. It mm -hmm. just naturally reacted to that. So going in yeah. from that is sure. for someone who has had this 
background of painting and going into the details and following your intuition with painting and now trying to teach a body to follow its natural intelligence mm, through yes. releasing and finding its balance and center. Mm. Um, how do you feel that has your background as an artist has um, affected your perspective with when um, you're working with a body? I love this question, Ms. Oni. <laughs> I was because thinking about us talking, I was like, oh, I hope we get to talk about it. So there was this moment in my different phases of learning, like types of painting, where much like what we were talking about a second ago with your your experience, you're, you've got to learn how to interact with the material. Same way you're interacting with your body, same way you're interacting with props, whether they're smart spines or overballs or therabands or weights. And I was laughing, telling my husband the story about um, being in a painting class where we had the easels set up in a circle and massive canvas. Like this teacher had very specifically asked us to get these huge canvases. And everybody's pretty pumped, right? Because when you finally drop the money on a big canvas, you're like, oh, this has to be good. I'm focusing and creating composition. So I, everybody, there's a big still life in the center of the circle. And this all turns out to be like a mental exercise. We, he lets us get 45 minutes into starting the painting. He says, put your brushes down. And he says, um, um, rotate, like just put everything down and go to the canvas to your right. Yeah. Okay. So we did that. We had to paint on other people's paintings. Oh, wow. Can you imagine like the agony some people are having based on the personalities? Oh right? man, like, A-type personality of people. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time, by the time I get to my canvas, I'm like, wow, like this is not, like, you know, there's that little moment where you're like, everything I did is gone. Um, so I think what I'm trying to relate to as far as movement and teaching and letting the body go where it wants to go, like teaching in, in order that the person's body discovers its own intuition is the whole right. point. Like, and right. so what I loved about that moment in the class, as much as I was a little bit like, wow, like, why is this? emotional you know a little bit kind of painful right because at the same time there was this moment of it's not mine right like right and so what i love creating for people in the studio is whether it's with the smart spine or kind of an interaction through movement is seeing my job is to see where are they already going right right and i want them to I, if i can see maybe if there's a roadblock right? And help them see either that there's a roadblock there, right? Like we've all had that point where we're like, maybe they don't even know there's a roadblock. So trying to be like, as um, my view is to be as sensitive as possible to that, just in case, right? Because you don't, right. you don't know what's, we don't know what's attached to that roadblock. Right. So um, I love just walking people through that, you know, and helping them see that like, that's what I'm there for. You know, it's like, we're here to like figure out where does your intuition want to lead you? I have an right. idea, but if I take you only where I'm headed, it's not their story. It doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Then, then you're a body dictator ra rather than the body tour guide. You know? Woo! <laughs> yes. Evan, oh, help us, help us. 
Well, and it, it's funny because like it, I, I love, and I think that's probably why we get along so well and how we relate so much on things. Cause yes. like when working with clients, I also tell them like, you know, everyone has their own body journey and basically the, the, your, what life has given you or what roads you have taken has implemented different um, variables on your body and different reactions on your body, whether it be trauma or something it's comfortable with habits, whatever, even something as simple as gait and your postural habits, Mm -hmm. all of that adds on to Mm -hmm. your body's story and in the long run. So, and then the, the fun thing about all this is we become so unconscious of what, who, who we are intuitively because we are so wrapped up in what's outside. And that's Mm. probably going back into like with, um, your, your mentors with that, like we need, it's so important as artists or, uh, movement enthusiasts or professionals that we are always coming back within ourselves and trying Mm. to get in touch with, like I um, mentioned earlier about flow state. And it was funny because I read this book. um, Oh, what was it? I think it was called Big Magic. And they were talking about, yeah, I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert. Am I getting that right? I think it is. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah. And she's, so she talks about um, how artists have to get out of themselves and get in touch with that higher purpose. And I, and I always think of that with the body too, is because like, that's what you're kind of trying to search for, right? Is like when your body is in that harmony Mm -hmm. and everything is in alignment and you get into that flow where everything feels effortless and fluid, but also supported and stable. Like I feel almost free. Like I'm floating with this movement and everything has its own rhythm. And like, do you want to add on to that? Man, I just love, you're right, first of all, that we both feel that way. We're like, yeah, it's yeah. like to see, to see someone else, like just to have, we bring in this moment where we're like, I mean, cause we've done that with each other. Right. So right. like, I mean, when you've worked with me, I, I feel that way. Right. And so we're so, I'd so, it's like having a jam session probably, you know, like you're just, it is, it is. You're it with is. your it's people. Like jazz. <laughs> yes. You're with your people. You're like, oh, good. Oh, but um, now I don't know if I can add to that. I feel like you said it so well. And I mean, I think just believing that's a real thing. And that, yeah. and, and that's not a thing. That's a t- it's, it's like, you can't market that, right? Like right. <laughs> if we're I, thinking like business women, I know. you know, it's like, it's like, wait a second. So what we're trying, it, it it's, it's a whole, I think, and I hope it's going to be something that sticks, right, to, to people who come to us, to people who are exploring different studios, looking for things, um, that education, that there's a different way of being when we're moving than just what we know the body needs to be healthy. There's also this... Um, connected healing if you want to call it that you know some of more powerful moments like before I talked about being a wannabe dancer I had an artist friend in Chattanooga who asked me once to go to a Nia class and I was like heard about Nia yeah I was like I don't know what Nia is but I'll go and and um you know I'm sure some people who will listen have heard of Nia and there's I'm sure there's all types of instructors right just like there are for every other modality 
but um, this person, it was just like in a small venue and there was about 10 people, right? And it was yeah. so awesome because I, I remember having gone through some kind of intense stuff right up until that point, maybe had a tough summer or something and, and, and going to this class and just really being connected to myself and feeling like a release of some kind yeah. and being like, gosh, wow, weight lifted, hello. And it was this, she was particularly good, this person at leading us through certain type of movement. It wasn't very, you know, it wasn't very accidental. It was very, um, casually almost comfortably coached in a way where we kind of all found some space to ourselves right and have, having that space to yourself but also it's kind of communal you know um so that's also you know there's a healing moment in that to me too which i think studios bring up for us as pilates and movement people we're having this like really cool connected ride on whatever you know apparatus you're using or even if it's your mat and you're doing foot glides you know yeah um there might be a couple of other people around you in the studio having either some sort of similar moment or really different moment but at least they're moving their body right yeah. like <laughs> well it's that energy right you know it's like that kind of it, yeah. when, when people are like having this taking time for themselves like actually bringing their focus within like and Mm-hmm. being honest with that, that does create a cer- certain kind of energy. Cause now it's not an outward thing of people are looking at me. It's like, Oh, we're all here to, to mm-hmm. grow, you know, kind of like, definitely. And you can yeah. feel that when you walk in a space. So I remember getting that feeling when I walked into Sydney's studio, right? Like when I was, and I knew nothing about anything to do with modalities and movement, right? It was just like, um, I'm here and I have a little back pain, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, but when you walk Fix in, it. You're, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely a skeptic. So I think well, I didn't do that to her, but yes, that is what happens to us. Isn't it? We, have to, we have to explain. Right. Exactly. All oh. good things take time. It's right. called patience. Young grasshopper. <laughs> like <laughs> yes and I do thank the people who had patience with me you know yeah. I'm like oh thank you <laughs> a little trial and error so yes. if you don't mind um I would love to like bring back to like how you're so you you are so brilliant with how you approach addressing the body and its movement and mm-hmm. you are very detail orientated and do you That's feel true. like that has come from your artist background on having to uh really study the the body learning like you know where i'm going with this yeah 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 like what where did that come from why all of a sudden is it detailed like oh you used to be a volleyball player and it's all about your you know um ability to jump very high and that doesn't come from necessarily it does come from small detail but then there's bigger movements involved there so but now i'm really I'm motivated by the detail um, that I think comes from, honestly, I, because I, my first experience was the smart spine type of work of Pilates. Right. Um, and rightfully so, like when she assessed my body, she determined that like I needed the details. Um, and that's because my curve is pretty significant. Right. So um, I think the details come from the art, but also just knowing that I'm working with um, 
kind of a different set of structure. Um, right. And knowing actually, so at first I had a very um, typical, I'd say like I tried being like a typical athlete mode. I very much just like went into the regular work. I was like, I can do the balanced body, you know, repertoire that I'm going to learn and it's just going to be me and that's it. And I can handle it. Right. Yeah. And then, um, actually I did have, I had a significant injury as a new teacher, um, for, not in the studio, thank goodness. Um, but sadly I was moving something heavy thinking I was invincible. <laughs> and uh, that was, we first. all had those. Moments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so invincible. I'm so invincible. Right. So I, yeah, I messed that up. So in the sense that I had to learn the hard way, like, uh, you are moving well and these things are very efficient, but you know what, that still doesn't mean you, you know, you have to practice this certain amount of wisdom. Right. Um, and it's not like there were, um, a plethora of people with scoliosis around me for, to learn that from. So, you know, you're digging, you're digging through your, your stuff on your own. Right. So, um, recovering from that injury took was difficult and still is right like it didn't heal completely so i've learned a lot about scoliosis through that has been how to um tap into the detail because that's actually what saves you know saves the day for me and you've um, adopted a lot of tools too because like i watch your instagram like videos that you hmm. add and like all Thank your you. toys and props of yes. like how to, to, to create the body intelligence, the feedback and things like that. And to kind of give yourself the proprioception that you need to find your going back into it, that balance. So yes. you want to go I, more into that, like how you, you've used props. those props to like getting more centered with your body. Sure. So, I mean, the smart signs <laughs> definitely, I'm like, I'm like, Ooh, let's dig. okay. Um, yeah. So I love, I do love TheraBands. I actually do love light tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's turned out for me, you know, that's just heavy tension. Just, I, I know they're, I, as I'm saying, I'm like, hang in there folks. But um, yeah, light tension. So I love using TheraBands to help me train um, expansion in my ribs to help me feel both sides of the diaphragm equally right. because the diaphragm, um, or both sides on, at the bottom of the lungs is just not equal, right, folks? Right. Like, <laughs> um, so I love using the TheraBand um, for breathing purposes. I also really love, I've started this new training. Um, I did, I finished it, but I'm, I'm, you know, being detailed, I want to tap into it more. Spiral stabilization method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain principles in there that I just thought, well, if I'm going to try and feel this for myself, I really want to go through this training. Um, and it was really informative. It helped me know like what parts of it I would omit for myself and maybe even other people with scoliosis. Um, they have their own method for scoliosis. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it all. You know what I mean? Um, oh, you know, we, we take all, it and leave it. Yeah, exactly. We take our nug, you know, we take the nugget. We, take the we don't have to it. use all the spices in the pantry, if you know what That's I right. mean. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I'm all about like, I love everybody. I love you. But um, I do learn things to figure out what I need, similar to painting, right? Like, mm, not going to use that pigment. Just well, not going to. 
Yeah. I was going to, I was going to relate that too. It's like the, the use of props is like, so when you're learning like just the very basic fundament and I haven't done art in God knows how long, but the fundamentals where you're learning how to do the spheres for like the outline of when you do figures and things like that. Cause you have to learn yeah. what your, your boundaries are for lack right, of a right. better term. Like you got to know where, what, what do I build around? I guess what that's, you're talking about the dance mm -hmm. or what are you're putting on top of again. It's, yes. it's that same thing. And if you don't have like that proprioception or that kind of awareness of where that is, it's always mm -hmm. useful to get the little mm -hmm. toys out of the toolbox. Mm -hmm. And another one I need that. to, sorry. Oh, sorry, Sony. Uh, no, yeah, go ahead. To I totally. I was thinking a tool that I'd love to mention is um, for Pilates training um, in, interested folks. And I sent this one to you was um, anatomy and motion with Gary Ward and his uh, wedges. He has some really specific yes. wedge training for people that I hope um, takes off here. I mean, I think there are, there are practitioners here in the U S doing that, but um, I have been really excited just like playing with those with my feet and, and um, seeing the results. That is something I do. I was a part of a case study that someone else did. So I like to do these case studies kind of things on myself and then um, refine stuff. So the wedges I have found any kind of wedge, even just, you know, nothing fancy. They've been around forever for with yoga, you know, the half yoga block that's shaped like a wedge, just being able to get the different types of uh, positions with the feet while you're standing has been so important for me, Yeah, which it seems so small. Um, but when I say me, I know I don't mean it. I'm testing them on myself, you know, and I have been for a, I guess the last two years as far as vertical stuff, but, um, really have been excited to see comfort come into people's lives by focusing on training vertically. Yeah. Not, not in supine, but that's where we live. We're, we're, <laughs> we're primarily vertical. I know that's true. That's a whole so, other conversation, you know, <laughs> we'll go there. more yes. podcasts to be, had. I'm hitting all the buttons. Sorry. Here's a new one. Beep. You know, yeah. like what I love about those moments too, is like when you have like props that kind of let your body just like, kind of like your smart spine thing is like where the body just naturally settles in where it needs to. And then everything mm -hmm. just like, let's go like almost just like this blanket of like mm -hmm. comfort just went over you. We're like, Oh my gosh, I feel free. Like I have space between right. my joints. I feel like things yes. are just hanging where they need to hang. Yes. And then you're like, can I just live in this prop? Can I just have this yeah, attached yeah. to me at all times? <laughs> Please. Right. And so how do, can we just read this? Is, and that's where it's so fun to find these different types of things, whether it's Pilates or, you know, the different methods we're talking about anything, just hello movement. Let's use our muscles and strategically activate to, in order to get ourselves to be able to maintain them. Wouldn't yeah. it be lovely? And I know you've done that with your clients. I love your story about your client who um, wanted to carry her, her goal was to be able to carry her suitcase herself. Yeah. Yeah. Her lift yeah. her suitcase. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and she did it. I was like, yeah. that's perfect. Yes. That's what we want. That's real you life. Know? That's <laughs> real life stuff, you know, but it, it's, it's funny. And like, maybe this is kind of slightly going off topic a little bit. Um, but that's also, but I guess it is relevant because it's how important the foundations are in knowing who you are intrinsically, what your body story is, what, it, what it's capable of. Mm -hmm. And then what are, um, uh, your basic, your taking a term from Stuart McGill is like the energy leaks of like Ooh. where your body needs to build, 
a little bit more strength for the lack mm -hmm. of a better term. And then, yeah. but just having that, you know, con always being conscious and honest right. and honest. humble. Yes, <laughs> because otherwise. What's in front of you. It, just doesn't, sh <laughs> it doesn't show up, does it? No. And you, it, otherwise it, that moment doesn't come. No, or we just get, you know, our ego gets in the way or, you know what I mean? It just, but, and then there's your, like, going back to like the art thing too. It's like, so say if like a new painter is trying to force an idea onto the canvas or trying like, I have to have this. But is it going to emote anything? Is there going to be like oh, substance yeah, yeah. behind there? But if you're like just really tapping into mm -hmm. some like higher purpose there, not to sound woo-woo or anything, but you're really just getting in touch with that moment where you're like, I'm just going to trust that I'm going mm -hmm. in the right direction and I'm just going to follow it. It's like your tissues. Like when I'm working with your body mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to feel you out, like, where do you want to go? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. find out though. Right. You know what right. I mean? right. Yeah. And that's, I love having, um, so in, an interesting thing, when I look at work before I went to the Florence Academy and after so interesting, because yes. I had a perception of what I was doing before. And then I had a perception of what I was doing after. And when yeah. I look at, now when I look at, I was really hard on myself. And when I look back at the drawings I was doing before I went, was I maybe hard on myself? Yes. Um, but I, I wasn't as, I'm going to say it this way, but it, I wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I really yeah. thought, like, I really thought there were things I thought about the draw, the way I was expressing with, and pencil lines, you know, using graphite thinking that looks so elementary. No, no, no. You know? And now when I look at it, I think, wow, that was so free, you know, yeah. that was free. And, uh, so I've, yeah, being able to appreciate that with new clients actually love that with people who've never, I, I mean, because I, I guess that initial studio experience for me was so special coming into Pilates studio. I really love being able to share that as a movement practitioner, you know, I mean, even if it's teaching online, I I'm like, yeah, let's, let's try, let's try. And like the, the hope is, uh, that people see that moving is a, is a free experience. It's not something that you're, you can be bad at. Right. Right. You know, I don't want you to, don't want you to be bad at that. You're not going to be bad at this. Like the, there's also no good or bad. So people will come it's in your you know, often. Yeah. It's yeah. yours. Yeah. And, and people say, Oh, this is my bad leg, things like that. And, um, I'm be nicer to your leg. That's the student <laughs> leg. That's what I say, especially with the, with the spine. I'm kind of particular, like, that's the student side. That is not the weak side. Yeah. Don't talk like, we cannot talk like, we just don't talk like that. <laughs> I, I call sassy. I say that like, yeah. the sassy hip or this is sassy. You know, it just right. needs a little extra attention because you never know when they're going to start running and right. there, there she goes again. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> I was a really great example of the contrapposto pose in the studio. Everybody was like, what? Do you stand like that to be cool? I'm like, no. <laughs> It's like, this is just how I am. I am not embodying the pose up there. No, I'm not. That's my crooked hip. Thank you. <laughs> That's so oh, man. Fun. Well, so do, is there anything 
that since we're kind of wrapping up on time here, is there anything okay. that you want to conclude or add in for, for people? Um, let's see. So I am working overtime. It's nothing fancy to do. Um, I'm sure we've all heard of like Thinkific and things like that. Um, yeah. Podia, different online learning platforms at this point. Um, so I'm really excited. I created a manual for the workshop, um, that I was trying to take on the road before the COVID hit, right? And right. made it to your place. And then right after that, not so much anywhere else. It's a great so, workshop, everybody, by the way. Laura's quite prolific and ahead of her time with what she's doing. So go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to oh, let everyone one. know. Like, hey, you are... I appreciate it. Right? That's great. No, no. Um, <laughs> thank you. So uh, I, what I'm doing is I'm trying to condense it and put it into the manual into segments and then have... Um, there'll be video interactive uh, segments in the course too. And so then people will be able to get, uh, that's going to be how I'm hoping to get out my like digital manual as well as kind of my perspective. So it's still like maybe we had some time together. Yeah. Um, and I, but I'm throwing in with that a package where I'll have um, three one-on-ones with each of the people who purchase the workshop. So, oh, that's so cool. So we're going to, I, cause I really want to try and help people understand, um, more and more as like, I mean, it fits in exactly with how we've been chatting. Like it's, it's going to be an empathic approach that makes a difference with uh, folks with any kind of imbalance. And I know people are probably thinking, I already know that. And I know there are so many great teachers. So I might, you know, I might be riding an old train here, but um, uh, I don't think so. I think, I think, <laughs> I think I have a way of saying it differently and I'd love to share it with people. So that'll be on my website soon. Um, and I'm looking forward to connecting with more people who are interested in working with scoliosis safely. Yeah. I mean, so like, and I'm just going to brag about you real quick, Laura, cause I, I, I've already bragged about you, but I'll brag about you again is like, even like now, cause you're like the, the most fun, genuine, sweet person. But when you have, like, when you're in a teaching room or like when you have your like instructor hat on, you are like <laughs> the most poised, gentle, but just really thoughtful and brilliant educator and you are just so clear with what needs to be done it is really it just it is fun to watch because that it's a whole different Laura like the essence of your like friendly personable Laura but like when you're there like coach Laura comes out (laughs) well no because you 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 get results like you go right Mm -hmm. you are go right to what needs to be addressed and you don't you don't waste time at all and it was just it was so fun to watch you do your thing when you're at ara doing the oh, workshop it was so. such a blast and thank you so much for having me oh it'll happen that, again. Oh, that that does t- i hit one more little thing i want to share is that the goal of these types of things is to help people get their client to that point of autonomy like that we all want to see the magic happen where definitely they're coming in to do the check-in with us, right? right? As the movement practitioner, but also the fact that you've literally elevated them. Right. Like that to me, like what, as you said, results, I thought, oh yeah, that's, I gotta, I want to say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that results so. are good. We like results. <laughs> yes, we do. Cause we want them for ourselves too. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> well, as human beings, we all want to keep growing. At least I would hope we would all want to constantly keep growing. <laughs> I'm with you. Yes. I'm on that train. Yes. Well, so Laura, if for, um, where can people find you if mm. they want to work with you or dig a little bit more about what you do? 
Cool. So um, you can find me on um, Instagram at Pilates and Scoliosis. Um, you can find me on my website, uh, PilatesAndScoliosis.com. And um, I'm really a flexible person in the way that I want to work with people the way that works for them. So if you're um, a teacher, instructor person, you're thinking, I just want to chat, like schedule a private session. We don't have to move necessarily. Like we can talk shop. Right. Um, or if you're somebody with uh, scoliosis, um, book a consultation and we'll start from there. Perfect. Well, Laura, it's always such a pleasure to have you. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and being one of my very first guests on the Movement Bottega. Hey, so. I am so excited for you about all the stuff you're doing. And oh, I love that you. you asked me. Thank you for having me. That was an easy decision, my friend.